0: Have the Houston Rockets already surpassed the Oklahoma City Thunder in terms of their spot in the rebuild? What's going on with the Thunder? What is their plan for this rebuild? Another summer league game takes place today, but this rookie class is looking better each and every moment. Have the Thunder done enough in this draft to get you encouraged? We'll talk about all that and so much more coming up on today's show, Locked on Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, editor in chief, over at thundersintentions.com, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. The show is on Twitter at LO You can also email the show, LO at gmail.com. Call into the show 405 362 7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the chaos that has been NBA Summer League. Look, there's been a ton of speculation, anticipation, excitement, frustration, fear, everything around Summer League. But the question always comes back to what does this all mean? So if you are not on Twitter, you don't really know the conversation that's being had right now. So the conversation right now amongst Thunder fans and NBA fans alike has already started about this draft class. Because for a year now, we've talked about this draft class being that of elite stature and historic and rivaling 2003, which was one of the best draft classes of all time, if not the very best draft class of all time. And so you had all the anticipation for this year's draft class build up over the course of this last year. And talking about how this is the best possible time to try to tank and get higher lottery odds. And of course, the Thunder did not get the lottery luck they wanted. They fall to pick six. And so when we're watching this draft class right now, again, it's only summer league, but they are proving that they are who we thought they were. Kid Cunningham looks good. Jalen Green looks good. Evan Mobley looks good. Even Scotty Barnes looks good. Jalen Suggs looks awesome. All players picked ahead of the Thunder. And again, the Thunder spent half a year jacking around and not kind of buying fully into the tank, and they ended up a game out of getting a top three pick. But again, you can't really play the results of the lottery because it's so randomized, and anything could have happened in that lottery system. You saw the Raptors jump up ahead of the Thunder, even though the Raptors had a worse record than the Thunder. So tanking is very hard. You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. And right now, the discourse around... The Thunder is shifting a bit, especially on a national scale. What's the plan moving forward? Have they already failed at that plan? There's a lot of hyperbolic talk around the situation right now. Especially when you watch the Houston Rockets. Because the Houston Rockets last year, they they made that trade for Kevin Porter Jr., a guy the Thunder were interested in on. I reported that last year. Houston got him. And he looked very good in Houston. He looked like the player that we thought he could be during his draft class. He was a fun piece. They tank, they get the second overall pick, and it looks like they've got a heck of a player in Jalen Green, a player who, before the lottery, I said was going to lead this league in scoring for multiple seasons. He's that kind of talent. And on a day where he goes up against Cade Cunningham and shows out and plays very well against Cade Cunningham, and he has that swagger, he has that ability It's easy to see see the frustration for Thunder fans of that could have been us. And a lot of that's due to just bad lottery luck and nothing else. But then you take it a step further. And here's the hot take around the Summer League and the Thunder right now. It's about Ampernish and Goon, who the Thunder traded away for two future first-round picks. And he is dominating Summer League. He is incredible in Summer League. And... It's easy to to talk about his summer league performances because they've been so good. But I, I would also challenge you to think back to what this conversation would be if the Thunder did not trade him. If the Thunder kept him on their roster, the conversation would be, "Well, it's just summer league. Well, it doesn't matter." So the trade has heightened um, the or accelerated the judgment on Shingun in a positive manner. Because how could Sam Presti be so selfish? How could he? How could he pr- prioritize picks over? a ready-made NBA player right here. And the beautiful thing about overreacting to Shingun's Summer League is that nobody will remember this in six months. So the person doing the criticism is in the winning position because either is going to be really good and this is going to translate to the NBA and this is going to pan out in a big way for Houston, or it won't and we won't remember what's being said right now. Either way, you get the retweets, you get the likes, you get the interaction, you get the joke, you get the dunking on Sam Presti at no cost, at no penalty. And Sam Presti put this organization and this fan base in that spot, and you've got to live with that as Thunder fans. You cannot go fight every every person out there who doesn't see Sam Presti's vision, who doesn't see what the Thunder are doing. The, Sam Presti made, that, it th- made it that way. He made the, the vision not clear to the outside looking in. Now, you listen to this podcast who's invested every single day in, in studying this team and reading content, listening to content about this team. You get it more so than the national people do. But Sam Presti made it that way. As I said on draft night, he made it so you do not have microwave success. You're not going to get the praise that, that Houston's getting right now. You're not going to get the pats on the back right now because the vision Sam Presti laid out there is by drafting a guy in Josh Skinny and Trey Mann who need time. And time's not popular. In this society, time's not popular. Growth is not popular. We want that instant gratification, that instant feel-good. And Houston is getting that right now. And now the conversation has flipped between all last year, before the lottery, the Thunder had a better starting point. By a wide margin, if you ask national people and local people, they had a, a large margin ahead on Houston in the rebuild process. And after a couple of summer league games because of Anthony Shingun, that's all of a sudden flipped. And you've got to just sit back and deal with it and hope that Sam Presti is right. It's what I said on draft night. He better be right. And he knows he better be right. This is nothing that Sam Presti himself does not know. Because for Sam Presti, this is his legacy now. Sure, he drafted three straight MVPs. But how easily have the have the national media tried to dismiss that forever? For the last decade? It's luck. It's luck. It's luck. Oh, look, they traded James Harden. Oh, look, Kevin Durant left. Oh, look, they couldn't build around Russ; He was not a player you can build around. And oh, look, now all he wants is picks and doesn't care about winning games or doesn't care about being a team. He just wants more picks. And it was trade away Anthony Shingoon to get more picks. And all you can do is sit back and wait, and that's not popular. That's not fun. That's not that's not the feel good. If you're frustrated with this with this organization, if you're if you're upset with this team, I totally get it. That's this is not what you would prefer. You would prefer what the Rockets are dealing with right now. You'd prefer to be a Rockets fan right now because you have that that superstar level player in Jalen Green right now. You have Kevin Porter Jr. You have Shingun you have all those draft picks from Brooklyn, the same way the Thunder have all those draft picks from L.A. And it looks like right now that the Rockets have hit on their two top guys. And in the meantime, the Thunder are still in wait-and-see mode and will be in wait-and-see mode for a couple of years. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, you know, what could Sam Presti have done differently? He tried to trade up. That was not there. There was no option to trade up for, for the Thunder. Should he have drafted Jonathan Kaminga? Because all those other guys were taken. Should you have drafted Kaminga? So if the basis of this argument of Sam Presti failed in this draft class, if that's already out there, which it is, if that's already out there because they traded away Anthony Shingun, who could just as easily be Enos Cantor in the real NBA, that's way too premature. Again, I get the frustration. And there are about a billion question marks, which we'll get into on the other side, and also get into over the next two months leading up to the season. There are some loose ends. There are some ways to criticize Sam Presti. But Anthony Shingun, taking the victory lap on Shingun already, is not an avenue that I would take. While being a winning argument, I could get on here right now and just lambast Sam Presti for letting Shingun get away for two unknown quantities of of two draft picks. But again, where's the accountability in that? Am I going to go back in two years on this podcast and say, oh, yeah, by the way, that that they that go reaction on August 11th at 1 a.m. in the morning, nah, I was I was totally wrong on that. No. I'm going to forget about that. You'll likely forget about that, and we'll move on. So it's, it's a winning proposition to do that, but thinking it through and saying it out loud, the difference, all that's changed in the last two months to flip on Sam Presti from the national media has been bad lottery luck, which is uncontrollable, and trading away Anthony Shingun who I did like in the pre-draft process, but that's the difference. So if that makes you out on Sam Presti, so be it. I I don't really know how to move along the discourse because we're simply in a wait-and-see mode. I want to talk to you right now, my good friends, over at Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide to help you sleep, focus, act, be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can truly change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation, an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated researches. So whatever the situation is, Headspace can really help you feel better. Feeling overwhelmed? Headspace will give you a three-minute SOS meditation. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace approach to mindfulness is to reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. Headspace is a meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. So go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. I want to tell you right now, but I got friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, my favorite. You know this. You know this. You've listened before. You know this. It's cookies and cream. Say it with me, folks. Cookies and cream is to die for. It's incredible. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Try it out Today. 15% off. If you do not want to believe me, that's okay. A little hurt by that to be frank, but that's okay because I'll suggest to you a mixed box. The mixed box gives you two of each flavor. You can try all of them out and then reorder the flavor you love the most. Most bars come with 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. Amazing flavor, amazing taste. It's all healthy for you. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% 15 off of your next order. And, hey, folks, it's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's pretty awesome. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% 15 off of your next order. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show Lothunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 362 7128 Listen, we're going to go back to the conversation about the Thunder rebuild, the Rockets rebuild, and I understand why Rockets fans feel good. They should feel good taking the victory lap over the Thunder fans and over just everyone who kind of Bash the Rockets rebuild because they have a guy in, in Jalen Green that looks like he's going to be a number one option. They have a guy in Chingu who looks really good right now. The Thunder have Shea. So the Thunder have their version of Jalen Green. I love Jalen Green. Again, I, I've predicted he'll become a multi-time scoring champion in this league. Will he be better than SGA who is still developing and still growing in his own right? That's a bold claim to make. That's a tough prediction, right? As we mentioned before with the draft class, Although we love every player in this draft, even Kate Cunningham, getting better than Shea is really hard to do, as we discussed whenever we talked about trading Shea for the top overall pick. It's very hard to do. And the Rockets fan base is reacting, and the media for the Rockets is reacting, the way that we would be if this happened for the Thunder. If if Shingun on the Thunder right now going off, we would do the exact same thing that they're doing right now. But looking past the, the threat of this moment, how much of this will actually translate to the NBA? And it all might, it all might not. Give Raphael Stone a ton of credit. I love the Stephen Silas hire. I loved every move he's made so far. He's been put in a very tough spot in Houston, and he's done everything at a masterful level. He's quickly ascending into that conversation of best GM in the NBA. Look at his track record. That's That's not hyperbole to say. He's been awesome. And their ownership group has been dragged across the mud, rightfully so. But so far, they have not gotten in the way of him being awesome. So the narrative in Houston flipping does not have to directly impact the Oklahoma City Thunder. On the same token, though, any criticism of Sam Presti or questioning Sam Presti should not always be met with just this fierce, visceral reaction. As I said on draft night, Sam Presti has now opened himself to criticism. Whenever you go outside the box and whenever you do something that people don't expect you to do, Whenever you try to outsmart everyone, you open yourself up to being criticized. And sometimes you take that criticism, you wear it for a couple of years, and then you come out on the other side the way you did with Russell Westbrook. And sometimes you wear that criticism, and you come out in a couple of years, and you failed. Failure is a real possibility here for Oklahoma City. And Sam Presti is trying to reinvent the wheel. He's trying to go positionless, small ball, having a bunch of guys who can all play, make, ball, handle, set others up, very versatile, size with those ball-handling guards and forwards. That's the mold he's going for. Not a lot of versatility in the profile of players, right? All the players, even Darius Baisley, who we kind of forget about in terms of his physical profile because he's not been put in this spot in the NBA yet, but even his profile, the reason why you draft him in the first round is because he can play, make, because he can ball-handle, play makes the others up at his size. There was nothing else about his, his game that really intrigues you in high school. And since then, they try tried to add more to his game, and a lot of which to a detriment of his progression. He's not going to be a guy who can stand in the corner as Mark tried to make him do last year. That was one of Mark's only blemishes last year as a head coach. So actually, the only blemish last year was not having Baisley move off ball more or not playing Baisley with small ball five more. And it was a weird year for everybody. covid Injuries was basically a weird year. But still, it goes back to the question of whenever you draft all these players who have the exact same profile, 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", playmaking ball handlers who thrive with the ball in their hands, can you maximize everyone's development? And the answer to that is likely no. There's only so many minutes in a basketball game, only so many minutes in a season, and only so many possessions where you have somebody set up your offense and be a lead guard. And you've got to just disperse that those minutes around. You've got to spread those minutes around to Tail Malbon, Shea, Giddy, Man, Ty Jerome's a forgotten piece in all of this. You've got a ton of, of ball handlers to get the ball to. I'd like to see more Darius Basley in that conversation as well. And so what's going to result in this is that you're going to have to kind of cast somebody too soon because you're all you're trying to develop everybody to do the exact same thing. And there's only so many opportunities. So somebody's going to have to go to that Basley role last year where you say, you know what? We're not going to give you time with the ball. You're going to go over there in the corner because Poku's in that mix too of getting the ball in his hands, by the way. So Basley, you're not going to be a playmaker even though your your skill set says you should be. Or Teo, we're not we're going to give up on trying to make you a starting point guard. You're going to be a sixth man. We're going to cash you to that that position the rest of your career already. Whenever who knows what what Teo could have turned into if you didn't do that. But you also might invest in Tail Maldon and he still only looks like a sixth man in five years. So, like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And, and that's the that's the question that Sam Precious has risen with, with his style of play moving forward. So, again, there, there are some questions to be had here about the plan. There are some criticism to be had about what's going on in Oklahoma City. But the problem is nobody has a definite answer for four or five years down the line. So you can either dread these next four or five years and hope to be wrong. Or you can spend these four or five years excited and hope to be right. And if you're wrong, well, at least you didn't get too mad too soon because you're going to be mad if this doesn't work out. No matter if you dread this now or are happy now, when this doesn't work out or if it doesn't work out, you're going to be upset. So don't spend all your upset energy right now whenever there's no real reason to. You're not going to get a cookie. You're not going to get a reward for being the first one out on Sam Presley's plan. I promise you. And in fact, folks, they remember what you got wrong more than they remember what you got right when you're making predictions. I would much rather be a Houston fan right now who can sit back and say that RGM's done everything right guaranteed at this point in time than have to sit back and say, well, he might be right, he might be wrong. We're kind of just in a holding pattern for three years. On the flip side of that coin, though, RGM in Oklahoma City has a better track record uh, you know, I should say a longer track record because it's not fair to cast that against Stone. that just got started, but, but a longer track record of being a successful GM. And there's more than one way to do this in Oklahoma City, which we'll talk about on the other side. But first, like I got to say right now, my good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing, ramping up towards the playoffs. You know that they're in the Dog days of August, then the September stretch comes, and then it's postseason baseball, which you can bet on all that action at betonline.ag. Also bet on the NBA Summer League, NHL, whenever it ramps up, UFC, MMA, and guess what, folks? Even football, college sports, NFL, bet on that all at betonline.ag. And you can even bet on the NBA future odds, such as Josh Giddy winning Rookie of the Year. So if you really are feeling Josh Giddey, Giddy, up. Bet on Josh Giddy to be the Rookie of the Year as a player who's going to get a ton of playing time in the NBA and is tall enough to get the assists, the points, the rebounds, and fill up a stat sheet. Go to betonline.ag, use our code LOCKEDON, Get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, you're online sportbook experts. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Look, the the basis of this podcast is that we have more questions than answers right now in Oklahoma City. We know that Shea's a number one option. We know that Shea's a guy that you can build this franchise around, a max player that you're trying to build a championship core around Shea. Outside of that, nothing else is fulfilled yet. We know Lou Dort will be a hell of a defender, the best in the league. What more can he become? We know Poku saw flashes. What more can he become? Paisley had a regression year. Is he more so the player he was in the bubble or the player he was last year? What can Teo become? Again, do you want to cast Tail already as a 20-year-old as, as being a long-term backup point guard like he projects to be right now? Or do you want to keep giving him opportunities to prove he can be more than that? But with every opportunity you give to him, you're taking an opportunity away from somebody else, like a Trey Mann, like a Josh Giddey, like a Ty Jerome. There's only so many minutes to go around and so many opportunities with the ball in your hand to go around. The good thing about Taylor's game is that he's shown an ability to play off ball next to Shea at times last year. So the Rockets are in a better spot in terms of the feel good. Rockets fans have to be on cloud nine right now. From losing your franchise guy in James Harden to now having another one lickety split in Jalen Green, who is embracing being a face of the franchise, who has all the swagger, all the confidence, all the interviews, and also, so far, all the production on the floor. And also, feeling like you want to trade with the Thunder and getting Shingun. And also, feeling like you want to trade with the Cleveland Cavaliers and getting Kevin Porter Jr. And he's been awesome for that team. I get the frustration for Thunder fans not having that feel-good right now. But what happens if tonight Trey Mann goes out there and scores 30 points? Then the narrative will go from bashing Rockets fans and saying it's just Summer League to hyping up Summer League. So everyone is just doing what they're supposed to do right now. The rookies are looking good for the Rockets. The fan base is excited about it. And you're nervous, as you should be. You do not have a microwave dinner right now in Oklahoma City. You have a crock pot dinner. You're waiting around all day. It's in the slow cooker for 12 hours. We're waiting and waiting and waiting. And meanwhile, the Houston Rockets had a hot pocket. Put that bad boy in there for two minutes. It's good to go. And it certainly looks like the Rockets have not only had a hot pocket, but they've heated up perfectly on the first try. There's no icy center for the Rockets right now. They're on cloud nine. They're feeling good as they should be. And all that you can do right now is sit back and take it. The same way that all Sam Presti can do right now is sit back and take it and hope that Sam Presti is right. There's a chance he is, there's a chance he isn't. The only saving grace in all of this is that, as I've said for over a year, I do not believe that Sam Presti will be Danny Ainge. And that's what's been a bigger driving fear for the national media, is having that PTSD from Danny Ainge. If the Thunder do not have lottery luck, Sam Presti... We'll make a trade somewhere. He'll find another disgruntled star. And you can say, oh, well, these disgruntled stars, they have these destinations mapped out. So did Paul George. So did Carmelo Anthony until he extended that list to include Oklahoma City. You're telling me that if Sam Presti called the Portland Trailblazers, should have done nothing right by Dame this entire time, and somehow he still stayed there, and offered nine first-round picks once Dame eventually asked Scout. That Portland will take a package of RJ Barrett and two first and salary fitter from New York because hey, that's where Dame wants to go. There are multiple ways to improve this team, and that will eventually occur in two years and three years. But for now, you sit back and take it and watch the Rockets eat a hot pocket while you wait for your shredded chicken to finish in the crock pot. Josh giddy is day today with a left ankle sprain. We'll see if he plays on Wednesday. If he again, if he plays Wednesday and plays very well, then this conversation flips again. It's it's just too hot and cold right now for for the Thunder and, and the media surrounding the Thunder and the fan base surrounding the Thunder. Sadly, it's not a fun podcast. It's not a great clickbait article. It's not anything special that can get engagement. It's the truth. You just got to sit back and wait. Other news for the Thunder, Eric Maynard has joined the staff after Mark lost Mike Miller to the um, Wizards staff. Jeremiah Robinson Earl has signed his rookie contract, and it was exactly uh, as I expected. It's a four-year deal worth $8 million, and there's also some opt-outs for the Thunder to get out of that deal whenever they want to in the, in the third and fourth year of that contract, I should say. And then Nick Collison is now the assistant to Sam Presti, the assistant to the GM. Cool. Love Nick Collison, should be in the Hall of Fame one day. He's awesome. Hope this works out for him in a big way. And there's also a one-year contract in place for Anthony Morrow to do something with the team. I believe it's something uh, about uh, kind of like getting these young guys initiated into the NBA life and talking about being an NBA player and, and all that fun stuff, so good for him as well. The Thunder kind of bringing back these old players and giving them opportunities in this organization. The Thunder are finally getting to that stage where, a lot of these players that you grew up watching are now getting jobs in the organization. Eric Maynard has been grinding with the Oklahoma City Blue. I'm happy for him to be in the NBA level now. i going to be a great asset to player development as he was for the Blue and a guy who's a part of that original Thunder group. So obviously he cares a lot about this organization and can instill that in these young fellas. Happy for Nick Collison as well, taking that next step in his journey, he's been in the, around the front office for a long time now as a, as a kind of advisor, and now it seems as though, again, it's hard to kind of depict what a assistant to the assistant does, but it seems as though Nick is going to progress up that ladder and try to kind of maybe take this lane in life of being a, an executive and being an NBA exec and GM and all that fun stuff. So that's the podcast today. Congratulations to the Rockets fans who are rightfully taking a big victory lap right now. Thunder fans, sadly, just got to wait and see. So kick your feet up, hang around, subscribe, tell your friends to listen to Lockdown Thunder. And until tomorrow, where we recap game two of the Summer League. Be good and be good to one another.